I was living a perfectly happy life, and you had to go mess with my head by dredging up the past. I just reached out to an old friend. But if the past bothers you so much, maybe you've got some unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. I told you, I got over my issues. Really? Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? then fall in welcome to cobra kai never dies podcast monty what's up baby episode three what do you, what do you call it the hat trick the hat trick man hat we're, trick. we're going this far man we're producing we're progressing <laughs> producing so. and progressing i like that bro it's all yeah. part of the process man so hey brother before we get started a couple of housekeeping items number one just want to give a shout out to all our listeners man you know i was looking at the stats i'm, I'm a stats guy bro you know it's all about analytics and stuff, money ball, baseball, whatever, man. Exactly, but right. we got some real listeners, man, in the UK. I think I sent you a picture of that probably about yes. a week ago or whatever. Man. But also, we're getting a lot of love in, in Kentucky, man. I think it was Lexington, Kentucky. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't oh, write nice. it down. So just, it just, man, again, I just want to ex- express the gratitude before we get started on episode three. So from Lexington, Kentucky to you know, the UK, man, thank you. So everybody who's listening from out there, we really appreciate it. And I'm sure Jose feels the same way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. You have no idea how much it means to us. All right. So that's item number one. Item number two, got a got an email from, from a listener from Lubbock, Texas, you know, Lubbock, go Texas Tech, Red Raiders. But they're like, oh, you were so mean on... Uh, on Kenny and I was like I wasn't mean I I talked about how he grew on me I like yeah I did say in episode two you know when I first saw him on screen I was like what the hell is this kid doing on here but he grew on me but hey man I want to see if you if you saw this tweet it's about uh so Dallas Young Dallas Young plays Kenny you know who his dad is He's in. He's a baseball player. He's a former baseball player Eric Young yeah and Eric Eric Young Young played for the Cubs man Oh, he, he played okay. like two, two, three seasons, man. So I was like, all right, now I really like this kid, man. So uh, <laughs> give it up. That was a pretty cool article. I kind of skimmed through it. didn't really read all, all of it. But the whole the whole gist of that article was just Eric Young talking about how proud he is of his son. So that's his youngest son. He has another son, Eric Young Jr., who plays baseball. I think he plays for the Mets or whatever. But Dallas Young is his younger son, and he's just like he's so proud of him. So that was pretty cool to see that, man. You know, and he said that his yeah. son takes pride in, in acting. So, and you can definitely tell, man. And that's, I guess, more than anything, I know as we continue uh, talking about, you know, the rest of the episodes in season four, Kenny really grew on me, but he grew on me because Dallas Young played him so well. What are your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. You know what? I, I you know, not only am I a fan of his acting, you know, I feel like he, I, I'm sorry, scratch that. <clears throat> I saw I saw one of his interviews on another podcast, and he just seems like a humble kid, man. Like he's not just going through the motions, but really taking it seriously and putting in the work, man. And I, I liked all, you know, I liked his arc and and the storyline, and you know, definitely level-headed kid, man. So 
you know, looking forward to see what other projects he has coming up in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. You said that he takes it seriously because that's what his dad said. His dad said, you know, he, he really took seriously learning the karate. And so he was when he saw him doing those kicks at the tournament, you know, his dad said he was there, you know, when they were filming that tournament scene. And I know we're, we're, we're going ahead right to, to the, some of the episodes. <laughs> but just real quick, I just want to say what you said. He did take it seriously. And you can tell. So yeah. give it up to Dallas Young. So, hey, to that listener in Lubbock, Texas. I like Kenny. Kenny grew on me, and I definitely like Dallas <laughs> Young. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Episode three, entitled Then Learn Fly. Again, as my co-host Monty said last week, that was a line from Mr. Miyagi, right? First Learn Stand, episode two, then Learn Fly, episode three. So the synopsis for this one goes, Kenny tries to become a student of Cobra Kai with some encouragement from Robbie, while Johnny urges Sam to take a leap of faith and herself. Sorry, right, Monty. I want to start a little bit different. I told you that before we started recording. All right. So usually we jump right into the, you know, our favorite scenes or whatnot. But this time I want you to think of three things, man. All right. Three things. Don't go into detail. Just three things that you liked from this episode. Three things. Three things. Real quick. Uh, the motivation. There was motivation. And uh, in the what, what the synopsis says, there's leap of faith. Okay. And multiple characters, multiple characters. And we'll and we'll dive in dive in as we talk through the episode. And uh the last one is just oh, how do I want to put it? Without going into too much detail, just the courage. I, I, and and I'll go into it more as we get to this particular scene. I like that, just bro. So that that get, gives the listeners a little bit, hey, here's a hint of what's coming. So you said the courage, <laughs> the leap of faith. And uh, what else? The motivation. Motivation. All right, cool. So let me give you my three. Johnny and Sam, turn around, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And Mick Foley. (laughs) Mick Foley. (laughs) All right. So now. Do a curveball there. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, we'll get to that. All right, now, three things you hated. Kyler. Oh! (laughs) Hey, I'm laughing and I'm smiling because me and you are right there. Kyler, okay? Uh Um, I didn't, I, I would have liked some fighting between two characters. Uh, I don't want to get too specific, but, okay, okay. Uh, and, but we'll talk, I'll talk about it as we get to that scene. And, um, you said what I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, just didn't like, if you don't have another one, that's fine, bro. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I have two. another okay, one. Okay. So Kyla, you and I, we agree there, Kyla for sure. Uh, and we'll get into into that here when we get to that scene i know and then here's my next one bro no cheyenne no Cheyenne. no cheyenne bro. <laughs> i thought about mentioning her i thought about it i did no cheyenne brother all right man go ahead and get us started man you're one of your favorite scenes absolutely i'm gonna can be consistent and go with the opening scene things appear to be uh going smooth between the two dojos they're putting their styles on display you know you see sam and uh daniel you know, sparring on the on the deck, and then you see Miguel and Johnny, and but and you know you see some of the other students. I think you see Hawk, and you see uh, Mitch, and uh, Chris, um, and then you even have Johnny and Daniel. You know, training with each other. Um, you know, you have both uh, Johnny wearing the catcher's gear, <laughs> I like and that. Daniel, and, yeah, and Daniel punching him like he did with Mr. Miyagi when he was teaching him how to. Oh, punch. really? I didn't. Then, I didn't notice it. I think I was. I was too busy laughing about the, the catcher's gear. <laughs> the catcher's gear, yeah. yeah. And um, 
and then of course vice versa you have um daniel wearing it and johnny you know on the offensive and at the end he does the symbolic crane kick <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then of course you have that scene during when they're taking like a lunch break or something and this is the comical aspect of it and um uh you know, I think Daniel tries to offer him some of his lunch, which is, appears to be like some kind of sushi bowl or something. And Johnny just grabs it without. He had a pair, extra pair of chopsticks, and Johnny just grabs it. Get that? It was a, it was a dumpling. <laughs> oh, it was a dumpling. It was a That's dumpling. what it was. Yeah, it was dumpling. Okay, yeah. got you. <laughs> and then of course Jan, uh, Johnny just cuts off a piece of his sandwiches and gives it to Daniel. <laughs> and uh, one of the things I um, and then of course I'm sorry before I even get to my reason, um, at, at the end of the i guess training session or of the day you even have them fist bumping yeah, you know yeah fist bumping as they're exiting um and one of my reasons for liking this is number one that the jam i like the jam two heads are better than one let's talk about you know that real I mean? quick i don't mean to interrupt you but let's talk about no that no go ahead two heads are better than one it's double the pleasure babe it's triple the fun Bro, uh-huh. is there some hidden meaning behind that? I was like, it is a jab, but then it I was is, like, hold yeah, on. It fits I, in perfectly. With yeah, the yeah. Scene, doesn't Two it? heads are better than one. It's double the pleasure, babe. But if you look at the lyrics, and I don't want to go too much in depth, but look at the lyrics. I was like, hold on. Is this talking about, you know, uh, triple the fun? Like, I, I don't know, man, because it's talking about two brothers. They like the same girl. Anyways, I, 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 it is a jab. I like it. Yeah. I do I do feel like it connects with two heads are better than one because obviously you're talking about Johnny and Daniel, but I'm into lyrics, man. I'm just a lyric man, you know, and, and I was like, hold on. What is this really talking about? So maybe I'm reading <laughs> too much into it, bro. But go ahead. My bad. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. You. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You know, aside from the jam, it's it's BA. I like it. It fits well with the scene. Um but one of the things I just noticed is it seems to be working. The team up, you know, the Miyagi-Do and Eagle fan team up seems to be going well at this point in time. And this is uncommon. This is something we're not used to seeing Johnny and Daniel. You know what I mean? So in real time, you're like, okay, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be working, but we'll, we'll talk about it more as the season progress, as we continue the episodes and the season progresses, but just mainly for that reason, why I took it down. Yeah, for sure. Always montages are always dope, you know, and when you have a a nice little montage of, of them fighting and, you know, again, everything you just mentioned, it, it was dope. And, and the song, right? A montage is always made better by by the song, right? So I think yep. I sent you last week, I texted you uh, early in the morning because that's when I work out. I'm that crazy individual that works out early in the morning. But I sent you that no easy way out. And I was like, it's a badass montage. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. A montage, man, is always made better with the song. And so, yeah, definitely that was a great song, um, even though the I think the lyrics have some double meaning. But anyways, I, I love it, man. I love it for everything that you just said. I want to point this out real quick. I love when the students were meditating, right? So all the students, Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang were meditating. And Johnny, he was sneaking in that drink of his course banquet, bro. <laughs> which, you're drinking, Johnny, right? which you're drinking right now, brother. So cheers if people could see us. Hey, cheers. Jose is drinking a course banquet, which is which has grown on us, man. Course banquet is pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Anyways, but yeah, dude, it, it seems to be working. They're, it seems like they're homeboys, you know, and even the end, like you said, the fist bump. And what stood out to me at the end was Johnny with that awful paint job on the van, bro. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell was that? And did you hear, did you hear the little eagle sound? Like as it, yep. as, it's, as it's ending, so that was pretty cool. But hey, you know what? I'm just gonna you know piggyback off you and go into my um, one of my favorite scenes. And it's not so much the whole thing, but it it fits in with what you were talking about. That it seems like this is working. So who would have ever thought 
Johnny and Daniel having dinner together, you know, like the families, like I, that took me by surprise, even watching it the second time, you know, watching it right, you know, for this podcast, I was like, damn, they're having dinner together. So that stood out to me. Um, I do like this. Let's talk about this. So four different animals on the pizza. That's a man's pizza. That's what Johnny said. So let's talk about it, bro. Real quick. Cow, right? Some beef, chicken, you know, maybe some chicken breast or whatever, pig, pepperoni, whatever. So what else? What's what's the fourth animal, dude? Uh, fish but is that an animal though is fish an animal i mean i mean if we want to get technical right (laughs) i mean technically yes it is i would say goat right goat yeah but he said meat like barbacoa bro or something (laughs) goat cheese i was thinking goat cheese but he said meat i I don't know johnny's just crazy but yeah but again don't want to spend too much time on that but just seeing them together man um you know, and obviously it leads, it's really going to lead into what you talked about, the things that you like. So those, those themes, I like what you gave, bro. You gave themes, right? Motivation, leap of faith, right? And, um, but, and that's what we're seeing, right? So real quick, before we get into that, I, I want to say this, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Anthony, He's still a piece of crap. So I'm going to echo what Johnny said. Johnny's like, this still a piece of crap. Anthony's still, he's still whack, dude. You know, I know the writers are trying to, you know, he, you know, they're trying to make us like care about his story. But up to this point, episode three, not really feeling, feeling him. So what are your thoughts on that, man? On just them again, you kind of mentioned them. They're teaming up. They were training. They look like they're in sync and now they're having dinner. So what were your thoughts watching it again? It's kind of what I mentioned. It's just uncommon. You know, we, when we watched the originals, you know, these guys hated each other and now they're having dinner, sitting down. They're even laughing and joking. You would have think if you hadn't watched Karate Kid part one, you would have thought that these guys were like long, long life homeboys. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're cracking jokes at each other and stuff like that. You know, a speed you can't go and why, and he does the flip, the bottle cap, you know, flip and Daniel catches it. And even here's the thing. Did you notice Daniel asked him to do something like, Hey, go like, what was it? Move the pasta into the, something? yeah. Something about the broccoli or something. And that's yeah. what he saw. He saw Anthony's punk ass. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> uh, and Johnny did it without any, like you would have thought the old Johnny would have just like, nah, man, I'm not doing what you tell me to do. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And, and so, yeah, definitely seeing, uh, um, at least a potential transition or transformation, either one of those. So do you think what brought them together was them teaching each other their, their respective dojos, like the philosophies of it? I'm thinking so, you know, as I'm talking to you and listening to you, I'm like, wow, maybe that made a difference because, you know, if we're going based on what we've seen as, as the viewer, like that last episode, episode two was them. Hey, I'm going to teach you Miyagi-Do. You're going to teach me Eagle Fang. And now they kind of, you know, have some respect for each other because yeah, it was a total, it's a total 180. And yeah, they're mm-hmm. having dinner, dude. Like shit, I don't just have dinner with anybody, bro. You know, I don't want to feel. And even if I do, you know, I'm not in the kitchen. I'm not doing stuff for them. You know, I'm more like a guest. <laughs> but Johnny, well, and you know, and I mean it like that, right? Somebody invites you over, yeah. and you're like, okay, reluctantly, you'd be like, okay, I'll go. But you're just kind of just sitting there waiting for dinner, and then you want to bounce. But as you mentioned right now, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, Larusso asked him to do something, and Johnny, without hesitation, did it. So. That's that's different, right? That's the hey yo, grab yeah. me this or go, yeah. So very good, brother. Um, but again, love that scene because it kind of it really sets up what we're gonna. Number one, it sets up Miguel, and, and we're gonna talk about Miguel a lot. At least I am. 
I'm sure you are too, but it sets up Miguel, Sam, um, with their conflict. Hey, whatever Sam wants to do in her life, that's entirely up to her. She decides to go to school nearby, maybe get her MBA, USC, UCLA, I'm just saying. It's all icing on the cake. So, Miguel, how's school going? Uh, good. Uh, uh, great, actually. Straight A's this semester. Yeah, mm. yeah see, a total nerd. Uh, see, with grades like that, you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, I'd, uh, like to go to Stanford. That's a pretty impressive school. Yeah, I think it's like number six in the country. The campus is beautiful. It's definitely a top choice, but that tuition, wow. We're also thinking about Santa Monica College, right, Miguel? Save some money, live at home, then see where we go from there. You know, we hear LaRusso dictating what he wants for Sam, you know, USC, UCLA. You know, again, things that, you know, a lot of fathers would probably want. And especially, yeah. you know, a dad who who's successful because LaRusso's successful. But you can see Sam's kind of, you know, being hesitant about it. And then, you know, on the flip side, you see Johnny, right? And Miguel talks about straight A's and he's proud of that. Even Carmen's proud of that. And Peach and Johnny's like total nerd. <laughs> it's like straight A's total nerd. But this is where I really want to get into it real quick. You know, Miguel wants to go to Stanford. And Daniel looks surprised. And my thing is, like, why Why do you look surprised? Do you not think Miguel was smart? You know, and again, I'm just watching the thing. Like, do you not think Miguel was smart? And again, it goes back to what we talked about in episode two of our podcast where, like, Daniel, like, it's like he's, he looks down on people, you know, who aren't from, yeah. like, the same neighborhood he is now. Not when he was in Reseda. So that's how I took it. But we're going to see a shift with that, too. And then even what got to me, bro, is Carmen shutting it down. So Miguel wants to go to Stanford, and immediately she says, we don't have that type of money. And kind of killing Miguel's dream. You can kind of see it on his face. So question. Here's the first question, bro, and I told you we were going to talk sure. about this. Why do you think Carmen did that? And, yeah, I mean, let me ask you that one, and then I'll ask the next question. Why do you think Carmen did that? Why did she, why did she quit? Why was she quick to shut it down? I think it's one of, it, it's one of those uh, I don't know if you want to, if I want to use fear, but one of those concerns that parents have where you just don't want your kids to have high expectations and then be let down, if that makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean? I think it's her fear of like Miguel having high hopes and then being disappointed that it can't come to fruition. So that's what I think. Okay. You know. I, I was thinking it more like I started thinking about just, you know, Obviously, man, you know, I've worked in education since 2001, so 20 years, man, 21 years, right, 2022 already. Um, but we see a lot of Latino parents sometimes who, you know, kids want to go to college, and they say, bueno, no tenemos dinero, right? We don't have money. And immediately, bro, it kills the dream. In fact, I was on a, having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and this person was talking about how he had a scholarship for A&M, and the day when he, the the week, right, before he was going to make his commitment to A&M, his parents, they went, they went out of town. They went back to their home country, like, you know, just to visit, not even to live back, just to visit. And that crushed him because he was like, man, you know, on the week that I want to start college, my parents aren't even there for me, you know? So, and a lot of Latino parents do that. You know, we can speak about that because, yeah. you know, that is our experience, man, you know, and maybe I don't know how it is with you, but I mean, my mom didn't pay for my college education, bro. You know, I had to bust my ass for that, you know? So it's like, you, did they did they want us to go to college? For sure. But at the end, like, they weren't going to pay for it. So we went to a community college. In fact, that's where we met, you know? Yeah, and that's so where we met. in order for us to continue, we had to make it on our own. And so if we would have said, hey, I want to go to UT or I want to go to OU or I want to go to Tech or I want to go to Baylor, well, our, our parents probably would have said the same thing Carmen did. 
And in yeah. essence, and, and she didn't do it with, you know, like uh, being mean spirited, but it does kill our dreams. It's like, well, shit, how are we going to make it? If, if my own mom's not going to provide, you know, how are we going to make it? So that's how that's how I took it, man. What do you think about that? Think no, about yeah, your experience, I mean, bro. <laughs> no, I agree completely. I know, you know, contigo, you know, my mom mainly was, you know, she just wanted me to go to college, but she didn't know how I was supposed to do it or how I was supposed to finance it. You know what I mean? She would always uh, tell me the speech, que no le hace que trabaje tres trabajos, pero ojalá vayas al colegio, you know? And translation, that means, like, you know, I don't care if I have to work three jobs, but as long as you go to college, you know, you, you know. Oh, so she was speaking for herself. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what she told me. That was one of the things that she yeah. told me. And, um, but you know what? I didn't want to see my mom go through that, you know, personally, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want her working three jobs. Heck no. You know, I mean, she's worked all of her life. Hell, she's still working and she's going to be 62, man, you know? And, um, but in this case, you know, I mean, yeah, we, I, at, at that age, at Miguel's age, we all had big dreams. You know, I wanted to go to, I knew I wanted to go to college. I just didn't know where or how really, you know what I mean? Cause I was, you know, the oldest and, you know, I didn't really, I guess, know what, how to even start the process, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not until, you know, I just, I think one of my buddies, Fidencio, remember Fidencio? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, He's like, dude, just start off at community college. You don't have to go that big. Just start yeah. off at community college. Which is nothing wrong with that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. But in, in, in this particular scene, man, what I wrote down is I love Miguel's ambition. Like, he's dreaming big, man, and he has goals. He's He's got a direction, which is something I didn't really have, you know, so I admire him for that. And, you know, I, I took down an MJ quote that I – you know, that I, I want to share with my kids anytime they come to this type of position, you know, and it's obstacles don't have to stop you, you know, and I don't know if you've seen it where the one, like, if you, you want it bad enough, build, build the wall or something like that, or, what, yeah, what or go it? climb the wall, yeah. go around it, knock yeah. it down, yeah. but find a way or something yeah. like Jordan, that. Go. <laughs> yeah. Shoot for the moon, man. For that's, sure. that's, that's, just, you know, the advice I'm going to tell my kids, just shoot for the moon, man. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, piggyback off something that you said you know, with regards to your mom and, and maybe it ties into Carmen is that they just don't know, you know, they want us to go to college and I'm sure Carmen wants Miguel. She's proud of him having straight A's and she wants him to go to college. But when it's like, Oh, Stanford, how the hell do we do that? She doesn't know. So again, I don't think she meant it with the, with the illest intent. It's just, she doesn't know. And it's kind of like our parents, our parents didn't know. Like we didn't, they didn't, they weren't there to tell us, Hey, you register for these classes or this is how right. you register. And like, we had to find out, you know, all, all on our, we had to find that out all on our own, man. So, yeah, dude, I guess I guess that scene resonated with me because, uh, man, yeah, yeah, like you said, bro, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, at that age, we were, we were dreaming big, you know, we want to go to college. And there's a lot of kids out there, man. It's not just Latino kids, but just kids who want to go to college, want to go to these big schools. And sometimes because of their parents' situation, because of their parents' finances, they can't do it. And so they're like, well, they're, we're going to steer you somewhere else. So, yeah, I've seen that, but again, it sets up the conflict with Miguel. All right, brother, where are you taking us next? The next one I'm going to go to is I'm going to go with the Eagle Fang students at Miyagi-Do. And this kind of, you know, uh, connects to the scene we were just talking about. Miguel's kind of, you know, concerned about what happened at dinner because, you know, he um, 
He also spilled wine on Daniel. He was choking. That's what I put, bro. He was choking. <laughs> he Chris basically Sims, feels like bro. he's not Chris Sims, bro. Uh, he basically feels like he's not good enough, man. He uh, because of his uncertain future, because he doesn't, you know, Sam has unlimited resources and can pick basically pick a path, pick a future, you know. Whereas he, you know, he may have to settle. You know what I mean? And I took this from one of your uh, YouTube videos, dude. He's shrinking Aww. himself small. My uh, bad, bro. I, 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 I cut you off because when you said my videos. My bad. Say that again, man. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. I just said I took this from one of your YouTube videos from Mission Driven, man. Um, he's shrinking. I think you asked this to some of your college students uh, or, or a question, and I got this from. He's basically shrinking himself small. You know, he has big dreams, but he's shrinking himself small because of the, the obstacles. And I like Hawk, dude. I like Hawk in the scene, man. True homeboy, you know, El Serpiente. You know what I mean? <laughs> All Valley champ. Yes, sir. I know you're going to crush it. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. You know, it's the, and this is so cliche, and, and I'm sorry to go cliche, but it's the quality. It's always the quality of your friends, not the quantity that matters. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I like that, bro. You you bringing yeah, you bringing the heat, bro. <laughs> You're bringing the heat. That's awesome, man. I had that too, bro. I had the exact same thing with regards to Hawk being a cool homeboy. Yeah, man. Uh what I like about that scene too is um well, you know, again, you know, we watch things and it, it just think it takes me back to certain movie scenes. So I'm picturing Miguel, right? I'm picturing Miguel again feeling unworthy and I'm picturing what would happen to Miguel if he didn't have a homeboy like Hawk? So thank goodness, right? He had a homeboy like Hawk who said, yeah, hey, bro, you're going to crush it. To me, that was like, wow, that's awesome. And it's exactly what you said, bro. It's the quality, right? If you want to know who you are, think about the five people you hang around with, right? Because that's who you become. You are some of the five people that you're around the most, man, right? And uh, But I was thinking about this. I'm like, damn, Miguel, because... He, he is. He's saying, I don't have this. I'm not rich. I'm not good enough. I don't even have a car. I can't buy a car. So it took me to uh, Joe Kane, baby, the program. The program. <laughs> Remember when he's all like. Kane is able. Yeah, bro. But when he's talking to Camille, you know, his girl, he's at the train station. And she's like, what's wrong, Joe? And he says, I'm a Kane. We're just a bunch of drunks and fuck ups. Right. <laughs> it's what yes. we do. It's in our blood. And I'm like, damn, you know, that's if if. You know, and that's what happens with kids, man. That's what happens with people, man. If you have the wrong people speaking in your life, you're going to start thinking these things. You're going to start thinking that you are. And excuse my language for the people who may have kids listening to this. You are going to start thinking that you're a fuck up. You're going to start thinking that that you're not good enough, you know. And that's how I felt like Miguel was starting to, you know, view himself that he doesn't have money. He's not good enough. He's not rich enough. And, yeah, so shout out to Hawk, man, for being a cool homeboy. So, that's what I thought. My bad, bro. You know me. I got to connect things to, to movies and yeah, stuff, bro. So how to go. With There's the also a connection, too. What's the um, connection? Uh, Daniel, when, you know, Miguel falls in the koi pond, um, and Daniel says, uh, you're all wet behind the ears. That's something Mr. Miyagi told him when he fell off in the lake when he was fishing or something. <laughs> so and, just, and, and so, yeah, let's let's talk about that, because the reason why he fell is because he wanted to, to me, he wanted to succeed because he wanted to impress Daniel. 
right? So he had that determination. You could even see it in his face, right? As as the camera was panning on him, he had this determination. And and a lot of it stems, I think, as we're talking about this, is because Hawk Hawk hyped him up and in a, in the right way, bro. Hey, you're gonna crush yeah. it. You're this. You're that. You're the Hall Valley champion. All this stuff, man. So shout out to Hawk for that. Uh, so let me take you to my my. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is just Silver, real quick, man. Silver, when he was remembering Nam, he's eating breakfast and he's just remembering Vietnam. Uh, I do hate it though because there's no Cheyenne, and even the the, the chef was like, "Is Miss Cheyenne not joining us?" He's like, "No, I'm like, come on, man." But I love the flashback, you know, because that's my shit. I owe you, man. You saved my ass. You hear that, Johnny? So <laughs> I have to throw that in there. I like that. And then just real quick, Mr. Keen has a visitor, right? Because and the visitor is. Uh, is Kenny, right? So Kenny's trying to be a part of Cobra Kai and Pinche Crease, right? He's just being a jerk. Talking about you're interrupting my class. And so with that, I just want to do the parallel of, you know, Crease, right? He's 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 not giving Kenny a chance. And as opposed to Johnny, Johnny, you know, gave these, you know, weaklings, I guess if you want to call them, these kids who seem outcasted. He gave him a shot. And 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 he gave him a shot because he had Miguel saying, Hey, Come on, Sensei, give him a shot. But Crease is still like, nah, they're a weakling. I don't want them there. So just wanted to point that out, man. All right, brother, where are you taking us next? Again, I told you that was real quick for me. Where are you taking us yeah, next? Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Johnny and Sam at the top of the building. Are you going to go? Okay, you know what? Before you go that, let, let me yeah. let me go to this, all right? So let okay, me, go. before you, okay, I'm going to set you up. You can have that one. But okay. yeah, let, let's start from when he takes the kids to the roof then, right? I like yeah. I like it. You know, and have you noticed there's a there's a guitar riff sound every time Johnny does like something serious or he's gonna teach karate? There was the same yeah. sound that that happened in episode two when he took uh when he took freaking uh Daniel to Weber Industrial. Like it's like a riff, right? Let's go, Miyagi's, move your asses. <sighs> So the same thing here, I noticed that, right? So he takes the kids to the roof, and he's like, let's go, Miyagi's, move your asses, right? I love that. Yeah. And so anyways, <laughs> Johnny just starts spouting out all this eagle facts, man. So when an eagle's hungry, it doesn't hesitate, right? It doesn't wait around for fish. So he's he's giving this whole monologue about eagles, bro, right? And Pinche Dimitri, talons. And Johnny's like, it's not talent, it's instinct. <laughs> it's like, and Dimitri's like, what the hell? So that was a funny scene, bro. Here, so here's my question to you, though, bro. It's a question to you. Oh, real quick. I love what he says this, because this kind of ties in to, he still has that same Cobra Kai mentality, and Eagle knows it has to make the first move. Sounds pretty similar to strike first, right? He's just doing it, it does, differently. Yeah. There you go. But anyways, yeah. man, he's giving all these facts about Eagle. So my question to you, Jose how do you think Johnny gets all this information about what Eagles can do? You know what? That is such a good question. I know he mentioned in the last episode, he does it by feel, but <laughs> no, but he has all these facts about this is what an Eagle does. And he's like, where do you think yeah. he gets that from? Dude, that is, you know what? Now that you mention it, I, I'm kind of curious myself. I mean, I wonder now since he discovered the internet, if he just Googles it or exactly, or dude. I'm you know, like, does he make these eagle facts up? Does he Google it? Is he watching National Geographic? Is he on Netflix? Like, what's he doing, bro? <laughs> but I got I some have... eagle facts for you. Check this out. So, sure. Yeah, so I did some Google. 
I did some Googling. Because have you heard that saying before? There's a saying that says you'll never fly with eagles as long as you hang out with turkeys. You know, so there's this saying. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that, but that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, there you go. You'll never fly with eagles as long as you hang out with turkeys. So why are eagles so badass? Because eagles are badass. Yeah. And here's here's some facts. An eagle's eyesight is around five times better than the human's vision. So an eagle has this vision, man, right? They can see things that we can't see. So that's badass. And in fact, sight is the strongest of all the eagle senses. And eagles are one of the fastest birds on the planet. I'm telling you, this is Google. This is not just me making shit up, right? And I like this one. Eagles are apex predators, meaning they are at the top of the food chain. So a couple of things that I just wanted to take out because I'm like, all right, how's Johnny getting all this information? So let AC get this information. So anyways, man, eagles are pretty badass, but I love it. It set Johnny up. I mean, again, it was his turn to teach. And it, we see the contrast, right? Oh, oh, let me tie this in. I like this because this, this, this connects with what Daniel was doing with the fish. It says this. When an eagle is hungry, it doesn't hesitate. It'll dive down at 100 miles an hour to snatch its prey. It doesn't wait around for a fish to jump in its feet. Fish. Daniel was messing with fish. Fish, yeah. Daniel okay. had the kids doing fish, so I'm thinking, damn. You know, so I, I just kind of tied it together. Again, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I like that scene, man. Uh, and again, he wanted them to jump, right? Hey, you got to jump. You want to be badass. You want to be Cobra Kai. You got to jump. But Sam, she's not having it, man. So go ahead. Now take us to that scene. Now to this particular scene, like you mentioned there, uh, Johnny has the Miyagi-Do students. And his lesson for the day, pretty extreme, I will add, is basically having them jump from one building to the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, so the students are reluctant, you know. Um, they're reluctant to do Johnny's lesson. But finally, he approaches Sam, and he, he starts to press her, you know what I mean? Telling her if she's afraid of heights or she doesn't want to mess up her hair. You know, Johnny insists that, uh, well, first Sam says, you know, hey, they came with an open mind, but, you know, this is dangerous. And Johnny insists he knows what he's doing. And then, you know, Sam steps out of line, in my view. You know, she questions Johnny. She, you know, she, um, what's the word I want to use? She's um, like her dad, she's dude. She's like yeah, her dad. She's, she's judgmental, man. She's quick to criticize. Him. Yeah. 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 Challenge authority. And, you know, Johnny reminds her, man, about her missteps and her judgment and her choices. The firebird. <laughs> the firebird. Yeah. And, you know, showing up at her place drunk, having Daniel come in and kick the door. And then she gets personal, man. I'm a teenager who's made a couple of mistakes. You're a 50-something-year-old man who lives alone, drinks all day, and clearly hasn't figured out his own life. I figured out one thing for sure. If I did everything my parents wanted me to do, I'd be wearing a suit and tie and some worthless job while I wait out the clock. But I didn't want that. And now I get to do what I love every damn day get to try to help kids like you find their own way if you want to sit in the back seat your whole life go right ahead no sweat off my you know she gets personal and insults him insults his lifestyle saying that you know he's a 50 something year old man who doesn't who drinks all day and doesn't know what to do with his life you know that, those are some pretty deep words man she got you know, bold that's what i wrote bro i wrote yeah, that she, she got, got bold, bold yeah. with johnny yeah and then I love Johnny's response, man. I love it, man. He's like, if I wanted my, if I wanted, ah, 
Edit that, man. <clears throat> if I did what my parents want, I'd like he'd be miserable because he'd be just waiting out the clock, basically having like a nine to five. And but now he uh, he gets to do what he loves every damn day, and that's help kids find their own way. And oh, he, he even goes, I like it, man, because he didn't go insulting. He didn't do it in a personal way. He he's basically you know, in my view, he's you know, he's dropping knowledge, dropping truth, dropping wisdom on her. And he's like, if you want to sit in the backseat your whole life, be my guest. Freaking mic drop, man. That's badass. That's, that's what I wrote. <laughs> that was yeah. badass. I love his comeback too, bro. I love his comeback too. You know why I love his comeback as well? Because why? he said, I go, I get to try to find kids like you. Now, he did include her, find their own way. Because he knows. He knows Sam is sort of like a prisoner to what Daniel and Amanda want her to do, right? And that's yes. that's the trap sometimes, Monty, as a parent, dude. You know, like, man, I don't want to force anything on my daughter, dude. You know, I don't like soccer. She loves soccer, right? And one of the mm -hmm. things that I always say is, like, I didn't force that on her. I'm not that type of dad. Like, you got to play soccer. I know. No, for me, if it was me, like, she'd be playing golf. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's the trap sometimes that, you know, we try to steer our kids in a certain way, man. And so Johnny could tell, you know, he could tell at the dinner, you know, and obviously we don't go you know, in depth with each scene, but at the dinner, you know, when Daniel was talking about, Hey, she's going to take over LaRusso dealership or she's going to go to USC or whatever. Johnny noticed her face. So when he said that I try, I get to try to find kids like you, he really meant it, you know? And so definitely love his comeback. Definitely. Everything that you said is, is perfect. And I love this man. Every damn day, every damn day, bro. <laughs> You know, and then what he said, you know, forget being miserable in the job. I mean, he didn't say that per se, but that's how I that's how I took it. I don't want to be miserable in the job. I don't want to be wearing a suit and tie. And that's what he said. You know, if if I would have listened to what my parents said, I'd be in a, wearing a suit and tie. But forget being a miserable, miserable in the job. I get to choose to do what I love every damn day. And I love that, bro. I love that because, man, it's one of those things, like you said, dude, you know, <clears throat> You can sit in the back, and if you look at the metaphor of sitting in the back seat of a car, well, guess what? You don't decide where you're going. You're you you're you are destined to go wherever the driver wants to go. I mean, yep. you can say, yeah, hey, go this That's way, well but right there. Yeah. yeah, you can say, hey, go this way, but it's not up to you. The driver can be like, screw you, I'm gonna keep going the way that I want because why? Because you're in the back seat, so you got to choose to do what you love every damn day love that shit bro that's mic drop you're right bro the mic drop on johnny on that one dude all right <laughs> let me take you to uh real quick man want to point out some things the prick kyler kyler park so he has a last name kyler park it should be kyler prick but anyways you know he's he, why is he talking shit to the little 13 14 year old man this kid's a freaking in in this series he's a junior right about to be a senior and he's talking shit to kenny who's like a 13 14 year old eighth grader right grow some pubes so anyways he had a point that i just to go back to one of the things that we hated because yeah kyler the prick man but want to point this out so we got the bad let's focus on the good and daniel dude finally being cool he hears miguel right he hears miguel talk about his mom like he's gonna take an uber because his mom's car is not working and then daniel right he knows those tow truck drivers are snakes right so he yeah. offers to help, and that's going to lead to another scene. So I was like, oh, shit, I wrote that down. Daniel finally being cool. All right, man, what else do I have? Oh, let me talk about this one, bro. Turn around, you son of a bitch, because I mentioned that. Yep. 
Silver, bro. Silver showed up to Cobra Kai Dojo. And so, Crease, man, it worked, bro. I, this is what I wrote down. It worked. He messed with Silver's head, and that's why Silver's there, man. You know, as Silver was eating breakfast in an earlier scene, he's, you know, remembering Vietnam. And and so, he sits out around, you son of a bitch. He's like, you couldn't just leave me alone? And then, I, I love their exchange, bro. I told you, I got over my issues. Really? Yeah. Or did you just lock those memories away so long? You forgot who you are. Was. Was, Johnny. Oh, yeah. You're a better man now. Is that why you're here? To tell me how wonderful your life is? Or did you look in the mirror and realize what you've become? You're just an old man in the last chapter of his life, clinging to some bullshit happy ending. Bullshit happy ending. I love that dude. But yeah, <laughs> manipulation worked them. That's what I wrote. And then he's just, you know, Silver's still fighting it, right? This isn't my fight anymore. And then Crease is like, if you believe that, you wouldn't be here. And he, and then Silver, I don't miss a goddamn thing. And then Crease, bullshit. I can see it in your eyes. Great exchange, man. Great exchange, dude. So what do you got with that? Because I know you probably wrote it down as well. Yeah, man. It's definitely one of the scenes I took down. Um, just one thing I want to point out, props to Crease for not flinching. You know, when uh, Terry Silver did the, the little, karate moves, which to yeah, me was cheesy, bro. It was cheesy. Though. He's like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> but basically, to echo what you said about the scene, Crease is the master manipulator, man. He was pushing all the right buttons throughout that exchange, man. You know what I'm saying? He basically got him hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Silver's falling for it, man. He's falling for it completely. So that's basically the two things that I wrote down to point out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely falling for it. And then and then he goes back to their past, right? And we're going to see, I'm sure you wrote it down, or I, I know I wrote it down about their other flashback scene. He said, mm -hmm. we got through them together. Everything that we went through, right, in Vietnam, we got through them together. So it's still time to finish what we started. So love that scene. Love the exchange, bro. And I, and I, I love how it just started. Turn around, you son of a bitch. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene, dude. All right, I'm going to take you. This is a real quick scene. Uh, I want you to discuss the next one, which I think we're in agreement. Okay. It's going to be the next good one. So I'm going to talk about this really quick one. <laughs> this is um, Robbie and Kenny, you know. I think this is where Robbie goes to see Kenny after he was basically humiliated out of Cobra Kai. And we get a little backstory on Sean Payne, man, how he ended up in juvie. And, you know, mad respect, man. Mad respect for Sean Payne for, you know, defending his brother. You know what I mean? And then, of course, when he when Kenny left Cobra Kai in an earlier scene, you can tell it kind of bothered Robbie a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he felt a little conflicted. You know, like, that's not... Even though he's part of Co Robbie, I'm talking about Robbie now. He's part of Cobra Kai. You, you know, he knows right from wrong. He knows that some of the things they do is just not right. And you know, this was one of those. And of course, then he sees the cyberbullying that he's going through. You know, when Kenny shows him the video on the phone. Yeah, with the milk in the locker. <laughs> with the milk in the locker, yeah. And then so he offers to teach him some some moves. You know, and just you see Kenny, man, just you know, scared, bro, basically, you know what I'm seeing when he's teaching him in the back. And even after Robbie's telling him, I'm not going to make contact. And uh, just Kenny, low on confidence, man. He's like, well, you know, uh, all I know how to do is run. 
and or speed, something like that. And that's when Robbie gives him the advice to use his speed, you know, instead of running away from someone, run at them. And I just took it down because, you know, you know, in in a way, I'm kind of questioning at this point in time. You know, I know Robbie seems a little conflicted, but why why is he offering to help, man? I'm just curious about that. You know, why is he, you know, trying to be a mentor to Kenny and oh. he's showing him Miyagi Do? You know, yeah. he's showing Miyagi Do. He's not showing him Cobra Kai. Okay. So I, I was just curious. You That's want me to answer that? Because if we if we yeah, if yeah, I answer no, that if I answer that, it's gonna ruin the 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 last episode. He says in the last episode why he wanted to help Kenny. Oh, yes. That's yeah. Right. So I'm not going to answer it, but okay, we'll, we'll okay. discuss. It. But mm-hmm. I'll answer it in a way that doesn't, you know, spoil, you know, episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, Robbie throughout this whole ordeal, he's got he's he's conflicted. You know, part of him wants to be good. I don't think part of him is like he's not like all the way to the evil side, man. So part of him wants to be good. Part of him you know, you know, wants to have that responsibility and that'll become clear why he wants to do good as we get to the end of the season. But I think that's why he wanted to help him because even as Kyler was talking that shit, you know, Kyler's so whack, dude. Uh, you could tell, you could see, you know, Robbie's face like, like, nah, man, that's, that's not right. Even as Crease was down, Crease was basically belittling Kenny. And, you, and if you saw the camera when it panned on, on Robbie's face, he, he didn't like that. So, you know, I think Robbie has a heart. He wants to help. He wants to help this kid. And especially because when did he decide to help him? When he saw the milk in the locker. And he's like, all right, now I'm going to help him. Because he doesn't want kids to be picked on. And so it's one of those things, bro. Like, if you've ever been laughed at, dude, if you've ever been made fun of, you know how that feels, man. And you don't want anybody to go through that. And I know me, dude. I know, you know, I was laughed at. I have I have a weird name, bro. You know, I go by AC, but my first name is weird as hell. People can't say it. So even if something as simple as a name, people would make fun of me. And, and I didn't like that, dude. So if I know how that feels, I don't want to make sure that nobody else makes fun of anybody else. You know, if that makes sense. So I think yeah. that's how Robbie kind of kind of feels, man. So. All right, brother. Let me take you to mine, dude. It's actually Miguel and Daniel Bonding. I can't believe I'm actually writing that down. <laughs> but Daniel kind of grew on me on this episode, at least this episode, man. So they're bonding. And I like how Daniel's talking about how he used to how he used to have to run after the car and jump in. <laughs> so he's just a flashback to, you know, how he has to, had to start the car with his mom, man. So again, I love that. Love the connections that they have that the writers have made, you know, to co- to not only Cobra Kai, you know, past, you know, seasons especially when you were talking about Sam talking about or Johnny rather when he said, Hey, you know, you hit me with a firebird. That was a connection to season one or, Hey, you know, you showed up drunk to my house. That was a connection to season two. So I love that. That's smart writing. Again, that's what I said in our, um, you know, just, you know, season four review, just like, I love that in here again, right? Jumpstart in the car that was with his mom, but Miguel and Daniel bonding. I loved it. Uh, and then he even, he, again, more connections, right? The round trip ticket to Okinawa, right? Karate Kid yeah. Part 2, opening the Bonsai store, store, Karate Kid Part 3. But here's my question, bro. As, as Daniel is, you know, basically bonding with Miguel, you know, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you this. So, yeah, let's talk about this. You know, the Daniel Fund. That was the fund that, you know, Lucille had for Daniel to go to college. But yet, he buys a round trip ticket to Okinawa. So, Monty, come on, bro. Would you have gone to college where you were going to see some girls, some chicks, some parties, you know, 
get all those kegs, those brewskis? Or would you have gone to Okinawa with Mr. Miyagi? Come on, dude. <laughs> what would you have done? <laughs> Here's the thing, bro. At that, at the same age as Daniel, you know, I was still living at home. Yeah. So you imagine me telling my mom, hey, I'm going to go with my karate teacher to Okinawa, <laughs> and it's going to cost God knows how much amount of money. Can yeah. you imagine? What our moms would have said. Shit, they would have freaking hit our ass, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, in a perfect scenario, yeah, I'd probably do what Daniel, did, especially at that age, man. You know, you ain't thinking, you know. What I mean? Nah, bro, you're missing the point, bro. You're missing the parties, the girls, the kegs, the brusque, the brewskis. <laughs> you're missing, yeah, you're missing Ed driving us all the way to Denton to the parties, bro. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess now right that you there, pointed, I'm just saying, bro. Way. Come on, that's that's one of the nitpicks, man. From like. You know, these movies, like, come on, Daniel, like, Mr. Miyagi was really your best friend. Were you that unlikable? I guess we should have seen it from there, bro. Was Daniel that unlikable, bro? But anyways, I I took that scene down because, again, uh, I love Daniel actually trying to mentor Miguel, man. Um, Mm -hmm. And and not only that, it was pretty dope right here. You know, Miguel, again, and, and that's how it is sometimes, right? We see successful people and we think, oh, shit. They're just successful. That's how they got there. But no, every, you know, most, well, I don't want to say every, but, you know, 75, 80% of successful people, man, they, they, they've worked hard to get there. Yeah, you have your 20% who just inherited wealth, you know what I'm saying? But you have your 80% who have worked. And so, you know, Daniel says, hey, man, my path wasn't a straight line. I, I like that he said that. And yours yeah. is still being written. I like that, man. Because Miguel's, and then Miguel's still, you know, not, he's still doubting himself. He's like, well, Miguel fun is looking kind of sad. I'm like, come on, bro. You can't talk like that, dude. But then Daniel does the stand-up thing. He says, look, you can reach any goal you want. It may mean you just have to take another path. So love that, bro. You want to add something to that? I mean, man, you basically touched it all, you know, touched all the good stuff. But, yeah, I just wrote down, you know, bonding moment between them two. You know, um, uh, you know, Daniel being a mentor, and they ha- they're just so relatable. You know what I mean? The the writers did a perfect job of making both characters just so relatable in their experiences. And it's just good life lessons, man. No good doubt. Life lessons. Yeah. And, you know, definitely some things to mention to my kiddos for sure, <laughs> you know, as they're growing older. So, yeah, I love this scene, man. It's a good, good scene between them two, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. Really good. Really good. All right, brother. Yeah. Take us to your next favorite scene. Oh, uh, this one, man. I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts, not your okay. thoughts, but just your uh, reaction, your reaction okay. Okay. to what I'm about to say. This is the scene where Terry Silver is just looking at himself in the mirror. He's just had the exchange with Chris. You know what I mean? He he looks conflicted. You know he looks conflicted. Um, then, of course, he looks at the side of his ribs where it, it looks <laughs> like he's had some type of... The tattoo. The tattoo. Well, yeah, we didn't know it was a tattoo until yeah. they showed... The, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's of course they show the scene of the flashbacks of young crease and young silver getting tattoos and you know i love how the writers show how you know show the show does this this little backstory how crease got his tattoo but i didn't we had no idea that terry silver yeah had you're right either. you're right so that, was, so that was you know that was pretty interesting and then how you know um crease uh tells young uh, young silver that they entered into the all valley and uh, but silver's still kind of suffering from P- uh, ptsd and pressure from his dad saying that you know 
his dad wants him to run the company and wants him to forget about all the karate stuff. Karate. And karate in <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of how you mentioned Miguel was doubting himself in the previous scene. Well, you see young Silver kind of doubting, not in a way, doubting himself or conflicted. Man, you're right. You're right with me, bro. I, I thought the same thing. So you're right there. Yeah, you can't say he was doubting himself. He was. Yeah. And I love young Crease here, man. Hey, remember, fear does not exist. You can get through anything. You know why? Because you got me. I didn't leave you behind in the war. I'm not going to leave you behind now. Cobra Kai. Never dies. Never dies. You know, basically kind of is like, hey, you know, kind of being like a good homeboy like Hawk and, and telling him, hey, you know, we're in this together or something like that. He said, you can get through anything because you got me. That's what I love. That. You got me. <laughs> and then he's like, <clears throat> he tells him fear does not exist in this dojo and then the infamous oh man the motivation or in my view the motivation inspiration for our podcast he puts up his hand cobra kai yeah never dies never dies yeah oh man <laughs> that was just so great how they did that scene that was a dope ass flashback i, I do like Dude. that flashback I do too. Same here. And then it goes back to present time, and you see Silver still looking at himself in the mirror, and he reaches for the infamous po the hair tie, and then of course he puts his ponytail on and cue his music as it's going. And you know what I wrote down after that, after as I was watching that scene, he's in. He's a narc. <laughs> he's in. He's a narc. That's that training day reference, baby. <laughs> Hey, you forgot to mention the music though. They started playing that music again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I said cue the, the music yeah, when he when he put the music. his ears Okay, up. okay. Cue the music, you know. You know what I remember from that scene, bro? You you hey, hundred percent you knocked it out the park, bro. But you know what I remember from that scene? All those text messages from Cheyenne, bro. From come Cheyenne. on, come on, Silver. <laughs> Respond, bro. Come on. Give her a call. <laughs> Tell her, hey, you know what, right now, baby, I can't talk, man. I'm I'm struggling. Come on, dude. You're gonna leave my girl out like that, man. But yeah. That great scene. Love that flashback. Love it because it was quick and to the point. You know, I think some of the people who didn't like the flashbacks from season three of Cobra Kai, they kind of felt like it dragged too much. You know, like, you know, the flashbacks of Crease. And again, we were getting the backstory of Crease in Vietnam and how Cobra Kai started, but this flashback was perfect, you know. Um, and, it, and it showed, right? It, it showed that it showed the bond between Crease and Silver and how they've been connected for so long and how they really depended on each other. And especially when he said that, you can get through anything because you got me. Like, damn, that's that's pretty cool. Like you said, it's homeboy stuff, man. So, uh, all right, brother, I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to do two together. because I'm going to tie two yeah. together. All right, so let me do this. So uh, I love when, J when Sam jumps. I love it, you know. <laughs> and I love it simply because Johnny was still, <laughs> was still, you know, I wouldn't say he was, like, kind of challenging them. But he was like, all right, none of y'all going to jump. No one wants to fly. All right, stay in the nest. Pathetic, right? But the, the the catalyst, right? The catalyst that got Sam to move was Daniel's text. 
because it tied into what Johnny had said, hey, you're going to do everything your mom and dad tell you to. So when Daniel's text said, hey, don't do anything I wouldn't do, that was the catalyst. And that's when yeah. Sam jumped. So I love, I love that, man, because at that point, guess what? She took that leap of faith. But why did she take that leap of faith? Not because Daniel said, not because she adhered to what Daniel had advised her to do. It's because she finally allowed another voice to speak to her, a voice that she criticized and judged. And she said, oh, shit, you know, this guy, he really, because the thing is, when Johnny said that, he said it with conviction. He's like, I get to do what I do every damn day. He like, it's not about sitting in the backseat. He said it with conviction. And when you speak with conviction, man, hey, man, people will listen. So I love that. Well, guess what? Everything Johnny said, well, it's not enough for you to preach it if you don't live it yourself, right? <laughs> so Johnny's thinking about that, right? He's walking to his apartment and he's like, when an eagle's hungry, it doesn't hesitate. You have to jump. And it's true, bro. You have to jump, man. Like if you have this dream, you got to jump. I know it's easier said than done, but you got to jump, man. You got to go after that dream, man. You got to, you know, start that workout program. You got to, you got to go after that chick at the bar or whatever, man. You know, whoever's listening, you know, if you're hungry, you don't hesitate. You go, you jump, you do, right? Every damn day. And so I wrote this down, bro. Johnny, Johnny has his Jerry Maguire moment, right? Ah. He goes, <laughs> he knocks on the door, you know, and it's Jerry Maguire, baby, to me, right? That was a great scene, one of my favorite scenes from that movie, right? Jerry walks in, he's like, I'm looking for my wife, right? And if this is where it has to happen, because there's, you know, you know, uh, what was her name? Renee Zellweger was there with a bunch of other women. He's like, all right, this is where it has to happen. It happens. It, it connects, right? Because Johnny walks in and, and Carmen's yep. there and she's with her friends and her mom and her friends. So, hola. 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 You know what? I don't care. They can hear this. Carmen, when it comes to us, I can't sit in the back seat any longer. It's not who I am. I'm a top down, hair blown in the wind kind of guy. I'm not afraid to take the leap with you. Look, I know there's a lot of shit to figure out, but we'll figure it out together. And so to me, that's why I said it's it's like a Jerry Maguire moment. But I love it, man, because he said, look, I'm not here for Miguel. I'm tired of waiting, right? And, his, and Carmen, like, you know, I can't sit in the back any longer. It's not who I am. I'm a top-down hair, blown-in-the-wind kind of guy. <laughs> I love this, bro. And then he said, look, I'm not afraid to take the leap with you. I know there's a lot of shit to figure out, but we'll figure it out together. Love it, bro. I love the yeah. vulnerability. I love this, Monty. He let go of his pride. Remember we talked about pride in episode one of, uh, of this podcast, of season four podcast, how about pride? You know, pride of the, the pride that Daniel has, the pride that Johnny has. Like, it's never good. You got to let go of that. So I love his vulnerability, his vulnerability. Love him letting go of his pride. And he's basically saying, look, I need you. I want you. I love you. And bam, dude, Carmen, Johnny, <laughs> they hook up, bro. Love it. They kiss and it's all good. What do you got to add with that, man? I love that scene, dude. Well, man, you basically, you know, you made all great points to this one. And the only thing I wrote down with that scene is he basically applied his own lesson and his own teaching. He jumped. Yep. He jumped and took that leap. He jumped. That, because, again, it's not enough for you to preach it if you don't live it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No doubt. All right, brother, you got anything else? No, that was it, man. You, you, you know, spoke about it very well. <laughs> well, any other scenes? Because I think there's only like two more scenes. There's two more left. I, okay. Or two more that I have yeah, down. Yeah, okay. um, I'll just do this uh, quick one, and then I'll let you finish it off. All right. Um, this is when I wrote down Kenny officially joins Cobra Kai. And uh, he comes back. This is, of course, after he's had his little, you know, 
uh, I guess, uh, session with Robbie. And so you got Kyler doing the Cristiano Ronaldo, man. And when he's doing like this after he took somebody down. I hate that shit. Golly. <laughs> and then, of course, Kenny shows up and, you know, Crease being Crease, you know, doesn't have time for him. But, you know, Robbie asks him to give him another shot. And then, of course, Kyler, Kyler starts talking noise, saying, and he I says, like what Kenny, you little bitch. I hate that. Buy you little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, Kenny, man, just takes the advice that Robbie gives and just runs at him and freaking slugs him. Yeah. <laughs> and bitch ass Kyler. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that audience? Yeah, I hear that listeners, man. You know, Monty, Monty's usually, you know, BA and being cool, but that one, he had to come out because Kyler was a bitch ass. Yeah, man. He and wasn't then ready. He basically passes the test, man. He overcomes his fear. So it's a little feel good moment, man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Kenny, man. Take it again. Taking that leap, getting out of his comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And and so yeah, just basically happy for him and you know, part of the arc. Okay. <laughs> so the way you the way you titled that little scene, you said Co um Kenny Jones Cobra Kai, the way I titled it is this Kenny proves his worth because now he's worthy, right? That's a better guess title. What? Yeah. No, no, not that it's a better title because I'm gonna tie it to the last scene as well. Miguel proves his worth, right? So Miguel, you know, gets the gets the fish, gets the koi fish or whatever, pretty much gets Daniel's respect. That's what he wanted. You know, he's a leader. And that's, you know, when I said Mick Foley at the beginning, we see Mitch wearing a Mick Foley uh, hoodie. <laughs> and then not only does Miguel prove his worth, so we got Kenny proving his worth, we got Miguel proving his worth, um, and then we have Sam proving her, her worth to Johnny. You know, because Johnny's like, you got to grow a pair of legs to jump. And so... And so he, he, you know, Sam won Johnny's respect there because she actually jumped, man. And that, again, that's that taking that leap of faith. You know, Kenny, if he wouldn't have taken a leap of faith, he would have never gotten the help. So that that takes courage. Faith takes courage, man. And that's what all these individuals did, man. You know, Kenny, you know, Miguel, even accepting help because it takes courage to accept help. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I love this. I love this episode. So if we're getting, we're not going to, you know, fast forward to the all valleys, but if you're listening to us talk about this, I think you know where we're going. At least I know where I'm going. So, all right, brother, that's it, man. That's it, unless you want to add anything else about uh, the episode before we go into our categories. Well, no, just basically on the final scene, you know, you, you, you see Johnny coming in right where, right when, you know, Miguel and Daniel are bowing, and after he's put on the, the headband, you know, similar to his. And the only thing I took down was, you know, at this Start of the episode, remember everything was going well, going smooth. Yeah. And then here we go again. History repeating itself. Daniel is Johnny's kryptonite, man. He sees red anytime he feels Daniel's moving in on something that's important to him. Oh, I guess is what I wrote down. That's good. That's good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So And that was good. So it was good to see, okay, this is how we started. But guess what? Just because we started like this. It doesn't end like that. There's, there's got to be some conflict that brings us back. So, yeah, dude, I like that you pointed that out. Can't believe I forgot about that. I guess I was so, you know, still enthralled with Johnny and Carmen, bro. You know? Johnny and Carmen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So let's start with our categories, man. What's your run it back scene? That one scene, man, that you'll watch over and over again. 
this one was hard, bro. There's three. There's like three of them, man. I had two. I, I had two that I had to tie, but I, I'm gonna have to choose one. So you're gonna have to choose, have one, to choose one too. One so tell two, us your man. three and choose the one you got. I think these two we're gonna agree on. I don't think I don't. I don't think you have the third one, but okay. I'm gonna say it's Daniel and Miguel at Larusso Auto. That's the one I picked. But I I also love um, Johnny and Sam. You know their exchange. Yeah, yeah. You know we agree and with that last, one. And the last one I had, I actually like the uh, uh, the crease and silver, the little moment at Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? <laughs> Turn around, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that one. I like that one. But if I had to pick, I think I have to go with Daniel and Miguel. Man. Okay. I guess maybe. I mean, I don't know, man, because I like this. I like them both. I like them both, dude. But I. I you know what? I'm gonna go Daniel and Miguel. <laughs> okay, okay. I had uh, I had Johnny and Sam, and Johnny and Carmen. <laughs> oh, no man, I guess I'm in a lovey dovey mood right now. You know, <laughs> next week may be different, brother. Anyway, so I got that one. I got those two, but I'm gonna pick Johnny and Sam simply because the next category is gonna feed to my Johnny and Carmen. So Johnny and Sam, that exchange was great. Um, yeah, Johnny didn't back down, dude. Johnny didn't back down, and and, and not only that, Sam learn something so i'll go with that one all right brother so you're going with uh miguel and daniel mm-hmm. all right i'm going with johnny and sam all right so what's your favorite quote or dialogue exchange from this episode i'm gonna go with daniel man what he told miguel at Larusso auto you can reach any goal you want it just might mean taking a circular path okay all right you really like that scene that was a good scene yeah, no doubt it was you know all right my favorite is this one I'm not afraid to take the leap with you. I know there's a lot of shit to figure out, but we'll figure it out together. I'm telling you, bro, I'm in a lovey-dovey mood. I don't know why. Hey, it's but almost yeah. Valentine's Day, man. <laughs> Probably, right? Thinking ahead, bro. <laughs> thinking ahead, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah, but I like that, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the writer's room. What would you have done differently this episode? I actually have two, man. Okay. And, and I thought... I. I I'm going to tell you the original one I wrote down and the one I just thought of today, actually. I just thought about it today as I was watching the episode. The original one that I took, that I wrote down, I would have loved to see Silver and Crease get into it a little bit. You know, maybe I'm just being, uh, what's the word, overambitious or, (laughs) you know, you know, when they were having their little exchange at Cobra Kai you know, turn around. I would have liked them to just maybe spar a little bit. That would have been cool, dude. I like that. Good one. I like that one. Yeah. To see at least push each other. It's kind of like wrestling, right? When we see like wrestlers and they're talking shit, but they never touch each other. Like, nah, at least push each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I like that one. Okay, cool. I like the other one. one, And the other one, I think, I think you're going to like it, bro. I just thought about it right. Like (laughs) today for real, you know, when Kenny hit Kyler. Yeah. And he's like, you know, what did he say? Something like, oh, man, I forgot what he said. Uh, something like, I wasn't looking or I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have loved for Crease to have uh, pulled him down and then, the, <laughs> you know, like he did in part one to the, to the student who wasn't concentrating. You lose concentration for a minute, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you use concentration to fight your dead meat. Yeah, I would have loved for him to do that, man. That would have been badass. <laughs> Damn, you bring it, bro. You were bringing the heat today, dude. Hell yeah. You know, when you said it, I, I wasn't ready, you know what it, what it reminded me of? Over the top, Bosco. Oh, Bosco, Harry Bosco. <laughs> hey, I <yeah>. wasn't ready. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> yes, I remember. Lincoln Hawk was trying to walk away after already because he had already hey, been man, called. I wasn't ready. <laughs> no, I like I, I like those two though, bro. I like that. Yeah, they should have thrown down at least pushed each other. Maybe not thrown down, but at least get physical a little bit, right? Yeah, you know, silver increase, and then um, I like that. Yeah, that would have been a cool. You know, you lose concentration. That would have been cool. All right, here's mine. Um. Can we get a could could we have gotten a scene with Cheyenne and like come on at least her crying and shit you know or Terry breaking up with her or something like that you know something can we at yeah. least see Cheyenne again so anyways seriously that that's my I would have done that like just a Cheyenne scene at least a phone call like I don't know yeah. her voice I, or something hear her nah voice nah speak. hell nah I want to see her face bro all right <laughs> CK three who you going with man who your top three this was tough for me too bro it, it was this was very tough. But Miguel, that's that's an automatic for me. Okay, wow, you love Miguel on this one. That's cool. Yeah, I love Miguel, and uh, I'm gonna go Johnny. Love Johnny in this one, and I gotta show some love to the female characters. I just now realized I should have gave some love to Tori in the last episode, man. I, I should have, man. That was my bad. I gotta give love to the female characters because they're doing great too, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Sam. I'm gonna go Sam for taking the leap of faith for not. Choosing not to sit in the back seat, not to listen to her parents. Okay. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Hi, brother. I like that. I, I have Johnny again. <laughs> you know, it's my Jordan, man. Johnny's just dropping, dropping 25 and 15. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Daniel, and that's surprising for me because you guys know I don't really, you know, love Daniel. But Daniel, I, I love, you know, him taking that, you know, mentor role with Miguel. And then this one was this one was hard for me. So um, I'm kind of cheating, and it's it's all right because you know we can kind of cheat. But I put Silver and Crease, you know, just for their exchange, bro. Silver and Crease together, you know. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai founders. Let's just throw them in there, man, because that was that was pretty badass. Uh, so yeah, Johnny Daniel and then Silver and Crease together as a tandem, man. All right, brother. All Valley trophies. I'm curious. I'm curious what you, where you're going with. I may I may change my rating in a good way, but what are you giving it, man? Man, oh god, this! I'm gonna go 4.5, man. I'm gonna go 4.5. I, 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 as we're reviewing this episode, and just you know, speaking about everything that we, you know, the wisdom, the leap of faith, the motivation, the courage. It just inspired me to give it a 4.5, man. Yeah. All right, I have 4.5 too, and like I said, I was thinking about changing it to 4.75. But uh, I go ahead and uh, I'm, I'm like I'm like Chris, bro. We're gonna get through this because because we're we get we're together. Or whatever he said, <laughs> I'm giving it a four point five two. It is good, you know. Think about it from from start to finish. It was good. It started out good, and then again, it ended in a way we're like, oh shit. All right, this isn't gonna end good because now Johnny is feeling a little way because because uh, Daniel's stepping in on Miguel, man. So hell yeah, four point five for sure. Uh, yeah. This one really set itself apart from episodes one and two. Not to say that episodes one and two weren't good, but this one, I really took it to another level, man. And yep. even as we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, man, this is good. So definitely 4.5. All right, brother. So there it is, man. We've made it to the end. Uh, listeners, thank you so much. Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast listeners, thank you so much for joining in on this journey with us, man. Monty, you got anything to say before we sign out? 
And you know what? Just looking forward to the next episodes. And again, just to continue echoing what we've said before, thank you to the listeners. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We're grateful. And just continue listening. You for, know? Sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. And I just want to echo what one of the listeners from Lubbock, Texas told me. She encouraged me to let you guys know, the listeners, to watch the episode, right? So next week we'll be talking about episode four. So watch it. And then on Monday, hey, you'll, you can listen to our thoughts and you can see, you know, where it matches up with what you got. So, again, it'd be pretty cool, right? You watch episode four, then you listen to us. So, man, again, we're excited. We love doing this and uh, we can't wait to come back. So, Again, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. If you're listening on Apple or Google Podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure to rate it and review it as well. And don't forget to share Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you have social media. But me and Jose, hey, we're signing out. All right, brother, because Cobra Kai never what? Dies. Never dies. All right, brother.